0: arduous
1: tedious laborious like
0: your four-hour search for your glasses yeah
1: yeah they're somewhere (laughs) fruitless even fruitless
2: (laughs) these endeavors (laughs) yeah
1: sunday scaries hey hey guys Hey Hello, world. Hello. Hey. We're back. We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're back. I know you missed me. Uh, hey, my name's Travis. This is Sunday Scaries. Uh, I'm sitting around with Tyler. That's me. With Daniel. What up, y'all? Hey, guys. Uh, it's been a fun week so far. Uh, I'm a little hungover. I'm going to get some coffee. Things are going well. It's a great day. It's a great day to watch scary movies. Uh, so today we watched The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. <sighs> You okay there? Jesus.
2: I think I hurt someone. This is Ed Warren here with Lorraine. All right, let's get started.
1: Uh, the third movie in the Conjuring franchise, but not not we'll see. the third pro- Conjuring movie proper, right? Mm-hmm. Um, after what do they the...
2: call it, they have to. Have... It's a universe, right? It's, yeah,
1: they call it the Conjuring Universe, which seems grandiose for I don't know. They need like a shorthand. Yeah. The Conjuring verse, because I mean,
2: is the, I I was gonna joke like, is it the James Wan Wanaverse or it's something? It's not. It's not. He he, he really started not, it or? though.
1: He kicked it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. much like the Saw franchise. Um, consisting of the Annabelle movies, uh, The Nun, uh, and I guess La Llorona, too, um, which we can reference later. The Curse uh, of La Llorona. The Curse of La Llorona. There are several
2: La Llorona movies there. Out
1: are, there are like, recent ones, too, yeah. That in, in, in a way that I got them mixed up whenever um, I was looking at the background for this movie, <laughs> uh, directed by Michael Chavez, not directed by James Wan, The Conjuring 3. Uh, Michael Chavez, who directed The, Conjur- uh, the uh, Curse of La Llorona with um, Linda Cardellini in it, actually. Not, it doesn't hold up. As much as I love that, like, I don't know. Uh, of the of the Conjuring franchise movies, that's not my favorite. Uh, the Nun is also pretty subpar. And this one, hey, I don't know. What would you guys think? Like, first time watching it? That was my first time. Yeah. It was your first and time. And
0: I haven't watched the previous Conjuring either. Really? Which I okay. really should have done uh, as a lead up to this. That's maybe? the thing. Is, well, uh, I mean it would have been nice yeah. to have, like, the... To be able to juxtapazose. Juxtapazose. That's the mm-hmm. second time you've done that. For <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, the Wanniverse. The Wanniverse. The, the, <laughs> yeah. non- <Wan-iverse>. the, non- <laughs> the
2: non-iverse.
1: Yes. The non-Wanniverse. Sure <laughs> Yeah, the first two, but that, uh, that we're going to discuss it later, but yeah, that's kind of, uh, you know, going into this one, this is the first Conjuring movie not directed by James Wan. Uh, the Conjuring uh, 1 and The Conjuring 2, um, all and The Conjuring 3, all of these based on uh, what are purported to be true stories. Um, we'll kind of get into some more discussion about who the real Ed and Lorraine Warren are and how that affects these scary movies here uh, in a little bit. But uh, yeah, what else was going on with you guys? You've been uh, working, been doing a lot, seen any cool movies lately besides that?
2: My fiance and I have been, so we've been on a very like niche run, or we were for a little bit, we got distracted, but she came home one day and was just like, I really want to watch Interstellar, which is like, it opens my heart up when she says something like that. I'm like, oh my (laughs) God, okay, there is a reason I'm marrying you. (laughs) That's the (laughs) other Obviously, the other one's like, I love her and, you know, (laughs) she's amazing and whatnot. Um, but we went from that into First Man, and then from First Man into, um, uh, like a few other movies, but we realized it was the theme wasn't like space. The theme was like the difficulties or the engineering challenges of space. So, like, uh, well, and we kind of we tried to keep it informed, but there's so few movies about like how hard it is to actually be in space. You had the Martian. Yeah, yeah, The Martian. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the one, Martian. Ad, yeah, we watched the... Ad Astra and mm-hmm. Sunshine. 2001 classic. I yeah. guess maybe the, the yeah, yeah, like, yeah. originator of that uh, entire. Close Encounters. Yeah. Uh Just stuff about like, engineering in space. Uh, last Gravity. Night we, we watched Top Gun last night, which is kind of related <laughs> because it's like aeronautics. So, so close to we space. We were just
1: discussing this like last night about how... Uh, about- Quentin Tarantino's perspective on Top Gun being yeah, 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 a, yeah. a, like, a very thinly veiled, you know, homo-erotic. story of a home eroticism. <laughs> and that Goose and Maverick just need to bang it out. And, we I mean and we had a lot with. of fun watching that one last night. Yeah.
2: The third time around, I really liked it. The first two, I was like, this is a movie about nothing.
1: Apparently, the new one is the best movie ever made. Uh it had a yeah. five minute standing ovation at the Can Plus. Okay, but, that's, but that's
2: disclaimer <laughs> alert. They do that at like every, every movie at right. like Can. No. They, it's like a thing. Yeah. They're all just afraid to not give a standing ovation
1: my note whenever we were talking about this last night at the bar was that the way the way that this movie could make me stand up and clap in a theater for five minutes is that they lean into full bore the homoeroticism of it and just have have maverick you know in a in a tryst a love affair with with two other pilots and it just make that the plot of the movie there's no way that i exactly exactly broke out
2: in the (laughs) sky Um, so so we've been doing uh I call them, like, aeronautics movies. There you go. Um, and then we're going to watch... I think we're going to watch Arrival tonight. Um, so it's uh, like meta, like metaphysics. Uh, metaphysics. I don't know. Like, actual physics. Mm-hmm. Um, theoretical particle physics. You know, ast- uh, rocket physics. Stuff like that. Like, rocket science and stuff that we're like, man, it, it's really freaking hard to go to the moon. Yeah. Like, if you really think about it, it's a miracle. <laughs> I we would like argue, send yeah. We sent people there difficult. and brought them we, back alive. We Allegedly. Didn't, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this podcast sponsored, <laughs> by sponsored by the my sleep pillow guy yeah, or whatever
1: my pillow um yeah so it's it, uh was this your first time watching the conjuring uh, 3 no i actually saw
2: it when it aired on hbo max yeah it just came out this it was aired, another um,
1: released on hbo max
2: mm-hmm. day and date with its theatrical release
1: yeah the golden era of streaming releases post-covid where warner brothers and other studios were gifting us with these amazing like direct to streaming so it,
2: it was like HBO. It was HBO and uh, almost exclusively, they have a big contract with Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So
1: it was a big, big deal. It
2: was like blew up the industry. Yeah. Um, so this movie was part of it is they, uh, during, I think it was 2019 or 2020, um, they agreed, like, I think by like March or, you no, know, it was by June. They knew the theaters weren't going to open and they just had a ton of stuff on their hands. So they agreed they would drop one of their like theatrical releases every month. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was like a year where they were just releasing like the Suicide Squad, exactly, and
1: like all kinds of stuff straight to their streaming Which service. Which was interesting to see how service. like if that was going to change the game permanently, if they were going to be like, this is all, this is the only. They thing we're said doing. at the very yeah. beginning,
2: so they pissed off the entire like filmmaking community because all those old goats just like. It has to go out in theaters. There's like, what's the you're point killing of killing the it movie this theater? Yeah, yeah, you're the one. If you make this decision, you'll kill movie theaters, mm-hmm. which is always very drastic. And they kind of do that every time something like this happens. But the whole press announcement was like, we're doing this because of COVID. We're mm-hmm. gonna go back to theatrical release. And I just saw the the like new CEO taking over HBO Max has said that like no movie over 35 million dollars to make is gonna go straight to their service. Like they're right. gonna release and yeah, you get your money back. So it was never gonna be like a permanent thing, yeah. um, but it it was kind of nice. Although they did drop some duds, so it was like hit or miss. I
1: mean, it, movies like this too, where you know, I was like really happy to be able to watch it at home because uh, yeah. I don't think if I if I would have had to gone to a theater to see this, I don't know if I would have, you know, actually gone out on the weekend. Well, like you could tell they, don't they they did the right
2: emotional math, yeah. I like do you really want to risk your life to see a movie? Yeah. They're like, no, <laughs> we're really going to ask people to do that. So they did. So the problem was they released tenant yeah. day and date, which is like, Chris Rennell was furious. Mm-hmm. I was like, he, he wrote a whole bunch of op-eds and like did a bunch of press and it all came off his tone deaf. Cause he just kept being like, don't kill the theater. Everyone should go see movies in theaters. And they're right. like, don't. People are don't? dying, yeah.
1: man. Like, you need yeah, city. people yeah. are like, people are dying. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tyler sure. isn't at the hospital working his like 60th hour. That, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, you really,
0: really wish I could get to the theater and see Tenet right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was like <laughs> four no in the morning, perspective. Day seven.
2: <laughs> it came off as super tone deaf.
1: Yeah. Um, but this was the marketing for this movie was like so this is kind of the story of like these new blockbuster horror movies too where uh, I think somebody made a comment about A24 doing this too where you market it like it's like a classic like it's your by the books horror movie and that's it's it's marketed as being much scarier than it actually ends up being um I think this happens with like the A24 movies as well where you you know you watch a trailer that is that is so ominous and there's something about like the theatrics of a trailer that lend them to being like they they're they're allowed to be scarier or like just I don't know the notion of them. Um this one and even you know we've talked about before malignant like movies that were marketed as being like very very scary horror movies. Um when I saw the trailer for this one I was stoked honestly. I thought it was going to be like so much more interesting and scary than it mm-hmm. unfortunately actually ended up being. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's a fine movie. It's yeah. fine. After
0: after my first watch like I'm hesitant in my brain I'm like I don't think this is a horror movie,
1: exactly, and I think that's like that's the that's the Roger Ebert take is that essentially it's it's a it's a crime law thriller or yeah. drama essentially
0: with some like uh, paranormal yeah, aspects to sprinkled it sprinkled about, yeah, which
1: really separates it from the first two Conjuring movies, uh, and that's you know kind of much to the dismay of of horror fans it seems like online people talk about how it's not it's not a haunted house it's just not you know it's not a haunted house or a ghost or something they take you know they take the adventure out of the haunted house and onto the streets in a rural Connecticut and it, it kind of just lacks the the same energy. Um, so in the the um, the credits for this, uh, James Wan is given like a story by uh, writing credit, but it's, it's not written by James Wan and not directed by him. Um, like we said, it's uh, directed by Michael Chavez who directed the Curse of La Llor- uh, Llorona. Um, and it, people argue that you can see like the lack of thumbprint uh, of James Wan in this. And I I don't know. I think it more has more to do with the story than anything. Um, as far as not holding up like the first two Conjuring movies. Um, but uh, we'll get into it more here. So basically, like we're instead of doing like a scene by scene walkthrough, we're going to kind of gloss over, you know, the plot of this movie here and kind of get the the general story out there. Um, the premise is that uh, in the 1970s in like rural Connecticut, uh, it kicks off with this uh, this exorcism of this little kid, and the the contortion work on it was like fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, As it
0: is through most of the movie. Yeah, yeah they
1: hired the contortionist a real contortionist for it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it was the same. You think it was the same contortionist that did the lady at the end? Mm. Can you do that? A little kid and uh, I don't know sure. that yeah right yeah. let's say they yeah. just scale it down a little bit yeah right and zoomed <laughs> out of her um, yeah so the premise is that like essentially they the Warrens show up they perform an exorcism in Brookfield Connecticut on this little kid and then in the course of that exorcism uh, something goes terribly wrong and uh the demon apparently jumps into arnie johnson um so this is based on like a a a true story uh like many of the conjuring movies Mm -hmm. uh quote-unquote true story um
0: true story as told by the warrens
1: as told by the warrens uh there's a whole book about it apparently like somebody went in and like investigated it um and uh like listened to the warren story and like had them tell them like you know from their perspective how it went and then like Investigated the rest of it And was like Oh this is all kind of Baloney mm-hmm. Um But this actually happened Like uh, somebody Yeah so this guy Arnie Johnson uh Ends up murdering His uh, Boss at Like at a party Um In real life It happens at a party In the movie It happens okay. like At his like At the dog kennel Or whatever Yeah um, Which that setting mm-hmm.
0: Pretty spooky
1: Yeah kind of spooky Like it said you know, that as, scene is amazing too. That, yeah, well, yeah exactly. we, we got to talk about that in a minute. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so like in real life, Arnie Johnson murders uh, his this guy Bruno um, and goes to prison for he gets he goes on trial and argues that. Um, He's innocent because he was possessed by the devil, so he had demonic possession and wasn't in control of his body or whatever. Um, The Warrens actually did support his claim in, like, real life, and in real life, he actually did get off after, like, five years. Yeah, don't they (laughs) say
2: this is, like, actually one of the first uh, uh, modern legal cases where they claimed possession was the reason. Right, like, and, like... the actual legal defense was I was possessed by the devil. Yeah,
1: and it's it's pretty... I don't know. Like, the way this is handled in this movie is, like, <laughs> that's I I don't know. Aside from, like, the quality of the movie in itself, I was like, oh, there were some points that, like, threw me off, like, really weird. Like, that, mm-hmm. yeah, that, and, like, also...
0: Like, where they, they're were they meeting with his lawyer. Yeah. The Warrens are. She's like, like, we'll show you. Yeah. It's like, this well, has it, never been done
2: before. It's like one of the things I laughed it. about this movie is like it's secretly a stealthy "God's not dead."
1: It is kind of right. Like, it's he, like he, let's he, prove Christianity right, right. by proving. Yeah, the demon side of it, right? right. And Pat-
0: our Christian superheroes are Ed and Lorraine Warren.
1: Exactly. Ed, Ed argues whenever they're talking to the lawyer later that you know we the the court the court consents to the the, the proof of God or uh, like you know believes the, the proof that God exists oh, yeah. every time somebody you know swears on the Bible swears on the Bible. Right. So I think it's I think <laughs> it's about time we we argue that the devil exists too, and it's like all right, like that is like you said, yeah, it's like a it's like a weird like you know. it's a stealthy Christian horror film. (laughs) It is. It's in there. Um, so as far as the plot goes, you know, we kick off with that, that exorcism scene and it's really, really awesome. I think it's like one of the highlights of the, of the movie. That was the part where, uh, it had this one of my favorite effects where, as they were like dragging a kid downstairs, like the, there's claw mark marks like all over the stairwell and mm-hmm. stuff. And they like from him, physically. Yeah, yeah. they're like three pr- like three toed like monster claw marks that that appear on the wall as they're like dragging him downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that opening sequence also has the moment where I'm like, man, this little kid's a dick. It's like he's he's in the shower, right? And you have that really creepy oh, yeah. like hand that appears over it, and then he gets like showered in blood. Um, the parents come upstairs to like investigate after they hear him screaming and stuff, and then he runs up and stabs his dad in the leg. <laughs> at, well, <laughs> that was just, the part that had me like laughing out loud, like right before. A total Chucky movie. It is. It's it, there's something <laughs> scary. I, we talked about this in Leprechaun, but like there's something so terrifying about small evil, like violent people. Yeah, just like <laughs> tiny, like uh, tiny monsters are you just scary so to me. It, man. Yeah, that's why little kids are so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I forget how long, so, you know, the opening sequence of the exorcism happens, and then uh, Patrick Wilson, Ed Warren, has a heart attack. Um, I feel like we're going to talk a lot about, like, cardiac like health throughout this, or oh, you can yeah. lend your expertise. In Hell yeah. I, I <laughs> want to bounce.
2: I was like, oh, okay. He's good now? Huh? Yeah. Right. I just want to bounce all medical things off of Tyler now. Yeah. From now on, horror movies, I want to know <laughs> what the, what's true, what's not. Um, That's a well, segment. My frame you should of reference
0: do. on horror movies is little to none, so I can provide that. At the I need your place. actual medical reference,
2: not <laughs> right. your horror. He's film. a control case. That's yeah. not why? I'm like, is that how heart attacks work? I wouldn't know. I've never had one, but. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he does have heart attack, which makes you wonder, like, I don't know. I feel like the real, Ed, real life Ed Warren would have had a heart attack. Like, he didn't seem that, you know, in in shape or anything. But that's, like, part of but the
2: plot as he yeah. gets, like, sidelined by his own it heart attack. It becomes the main, like, yeah. He's at, the... he's at risk of dying because mm-hmm. yeah. he's under he stress. he selflessly
0: puts himself in situations. Yeah, to make where, it worse. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah he in to order to save a cane. Lorraine, pretty yeah. much. Um and he gets a cool cane. Mm-hmm. He goes kind of he's like half Professor X. Yeah. He's like every movie just gets closer to being in a wheelchair involved. Yeah.
1: He is in a wheelchair at one point in this movie. Um yeah, I think like I don't know how much of the movie I don't know, like the the thing about the Warrens and like, you know, the real life version of them and kind of like one of the things that has like irked me as I've rewatched these movies like over and over again over the past, you know, couple years and then recently for this, um, is like I there's like there's an alternate version of these movies where you treat the Warrens like they actually were, like you know, because they were they were scam artists, like and they went around they they made money off of like other people's plight and stuff. Um, notably, like the uh, the Conjuring Two is based on the uh, the Enfield poltergeist, poltergeist, the uh, the haunting um, that took place in England, where uh, it has it has an amazing like true story behind it. It's one of the most haunted houses in in history. And um, that is the movie where we're forced to listen to, like, Patrick Wilson sing Elvis, um, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. But uh, they also show them as having like a pivotal and like important role in like the the events that take place in this haunting and this family how they experience it um, and in reality what happened was like this there was some other paranormal investigators that were helping out this family and really trying to like assist with their you know their grief and like other problems and the Warrens like showed up unannounced and like popped in and then weren't let into the house because the people who were like living there were like no we have no idea who you are please leave, please and leave us alone. <laughs> don't yeah don't don't do this again
0: they proceeded to probably write a book about it yeah they
1: wrote a book about it and which which heavily involved themselves in like it i don't know there like i said there's an alternate universe where we treat the warrens like you know like the dumpy like scam artists that they actually were rather than beautiful like christian superheroes um and i i don't know i kind of want to watch those movies but it's it's not what we have yeah we have yeah, we have the Conjuring franchise, <laughs> which which treats them as the uh, the Christian superheroes that they are, I guess. Poor Patrick Wilson and Vera Formiga though, like,
2: I, 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 they're doing the most, right? Like, they're doing so much with so little in some in a lot of these movies, and mm-hmm. you're like, man, it takes like a patient actor to get one of these scripts and be like, I can do something. Yeah. I can do something with this.
1: Particularly this movie, they it's must like, be making cash too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, the these terms. movies make money. Like they make. Yeah. A, like, as far as you know, the big blockbuster movies go right now these are you know this is these are the scary movies that are making that money yeah um and that's why james wan has kind of been given like a lot of his blank check I well feel it's like. kind of
2: funny too because it's like the same idea we kind of gripe about with like superhero movies mm-hmm. so, like it's like a known property but applied to like horror and yeah. so like it, we're kind of laughing because it's like it's a franchise or a universe or whatever people really love like on a molecular level just love the idea that all your movies intertwine and like yeah you know you'll see side like side villains and spin-offs and stuff which the original movie is I mean it's based off the Lawrence but there's not like a you know a TV show or anything before it so mm-hmm. it is its original idea and they just mm-hmm. went running with
1: it it is interesting yeah because it, i think the unique thing about the warren's career too is that they have so much involvement in so many famous hauntings so like most notably the warrens are famous for participating in the uh the re- research the investigation into the amityville haunting um so of with, course yeah with the lutz family who suffered from you know they they were like the the subjects of like a haunting that in a house you know after the there was a there was a mass murder in their house by uh ronald DeFeo, um uh, famously and then uh after that man, you know, annihilated his family. Um, this other family, the Letts family, moves in, and then that becomes the premise for one of the most famous movies of all time. You know, the Amityville mm-hmm. haunting with um, uh, Josh Brolin's Ryan dad in it. Oh, yeah, bad. well, there's the two thousand, yeah, the nineteen seventies <laughs> one, and then the two thousand five one with Scary Ryan Reynolds, um, which is yeah, an amazing movie too. Um, and so, like, they're they're famous for participating in that haunting as well as um, the uh, the haunting of the Snedeker family, actually, which uh, is the uh, the haunting in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things happen around yeah like connecticut and stuff uh similarly to where this movie is set um there's this area out there like yeah where they were living and where they were from uh, and they just they, they they kind of you know went around peddling their uh their their museum of the occult and and uh you know yeah, picking, up, picking up picking up grifts. yes
0: crazy stories come are just conveniently placed geographically mm-hmm. very near them so yeah. they don't have to go too far out of their way yeah
1: they went they went looking they found it <laughs> the um yeah so like uh cover quickly the plot of this movie essentially uh ed warren gets hospitalized after having a heart attack um and the
2: exorcist go, the exorcism goes wrong yeah and arnie Ar- gets like arnie
0: pleads the demon to leave
2: his brother mm-hmm. and possess him instead right
1: exactly yeah. and then the uh <laughs> yes. Yeah,
2: Tyler's running a little low on fumes. Yeah, I guess. the the murder There's happens. Much going on in yeah,
1: <laughs> the murder happens like really quickly, actually, and it's like that that murder scene is, is really fun, though. I feel like that's like one of the other good like horror elements. Well, because the
2: setup is like he's the whole the trial is like what it's about. It's yeah, defense is the devil they may
1: do it. Yeah, and so
2: that's really what the movie's about. Exactly. Like, but so like we'll get to scene. that, right? They they yeah. catch Arnie after this murder, mm-hmm. um, on, in the streets, and he like comes to and is like, "Oh my God, I didn't know." And mm-hmm. I think I heard some. Yeah, yeah that line from the
1: trailer which is super awesome uh-huh. i don't know
2: yeah and then uh so the warrens get involved because they can because it's a movie we need them to mm-hmm. um and basically you know they believe the devil made him do it and they have to like it's like you said like he talks to the defense lawyer and the, the lawyer is like smart he's like i'm not doing that like i'm not gonna bring that before a jury and then he gives his impassioned speech about if we know God exists, the devil must too, and mm-hmm. stuff. So then it becomes this like, prove the devil exists, and they start investigating other murders mm-hmm. in the area. And that's where it changes from like yeah. a horror movie to like a like a crime thriller. Yeah, yeah
1: it it becomes very true detectivey like very mm-hmm. fast. That's like, generous. Yeah, I mean, well, it becomes like that's it, very generous. It is, yeah, not near the quality of true detective, but like the the plot is like, yeah, they're they're also very harsh to Satanists in this movie. I feel like, yeah, they really like. I was like, yeah, we're we're dude. slandering like, that's Satanists. Another part you know, of the Christian <laughs> propaganda. Is. Yeah. This is the first Conjuring movie that I felt was like, I was like, the first two weren't this satanic panicky. Like that's yeah. kind of like another thing where they go to, uh, they so make
0: the scene, it sound just seems so fucking lame.
1: Yeah. Like just, <laughs> it is. They go. So, um, <laughs> they're, like, they're doing this
0: because they love yeah chaos. Yeah. And like,
1: like they yeah, there is no reason, yeah. um, which comes from, yeah, that, uh, 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 Denethor, uh, whenever they go to, to oh, his yeah. house Denethor, to go like father investigate. Of Boromir. Yeah. Of Faramir. Yeah. Uh, something Bishop. I couldn't,
0: name? yeah, I couldn't, get that out of my brain as soon as I saw him. All I thought about was Lord of the Rings t- for like I was minutes.
2: today years old when I learned that. That one, wow. I was Yeah.
0: I was X amount of minutes into that movie when I realized it. The yeah. The first time he showed up, I couldn't get it out but of my is brain. John he, Noble. Is he yeah. the Catholic he that, priest, right? Or the guy He's, so they go, He's the retired
1: priest. Yeah, so... Yeah. Backtrack, I love that moment. Backtrack into the lawyer scene real quick, though, because that mm-hmm. was a moment where, uh, so she doesn't believe them at first, and then they have to, like, convince her. So, like, off screen, they, I guess, take them, she, like, comes over to their house for dinner, and I guess they show her, like, something, like, Aunt the Annabelle doll or whatever in the Museum of the occult that they have at their house. Yeah. And she immediately is like, I'm going to argue demonic possession. They, they convince her somehow. Mm-hmm. I would love to see, I wish that didn't happen off screen, though, because that's, that's what I want to see, is, like, what they showed her to convince her that yeah, way. It uh, was it, a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> Things, Things got, got weird after Things got real awkward, ex- ex- a
2: la X, where like <laughs> Ed is like, "Oh no, my heart! I'm so worried."
1: Um, yeah, so I, I think that's immediately after the courtroom scene is like where they progress into uh, yeah investigating, and that's where we they go over um, uh, out really? to the woods and stuff. Yeah, so the yeah, lion's share they, of the
2: movie, they're like investigating mm-hmm. all these other crimes, trying to like figure out who or what is responsible. Yeah, enter
1: enter John yeah. Noble with his uh, yeah, he plays a uh, uh Krasner, the Father Krasner who was a former yeah. priest, yeah. And he like uh, he's essentially
0: uh is it disciples of the Rams? Yeah, cult? which
1: I want to see that movie. I want yeah. to see the movie where he's Just going a, it's a you franchise. Give him, give a spot. him I know give him like I a know year, give him a couple years. I'll yeah. watch that shit oh, that would be see, with him particularly with John Noble oh, and, like sure. his fucking like he's going around like that would be a badass movie actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him taking down like the disciples, yeah, the satanist cult or whatever. Um but yeah, he he has his own basement full of like occult objects and stuff which kind of like moves the investigation forward for uh, Lorraine and Ed Warren. Yeah, um the books. whole
2: time Arnie's being visited by yeah. the demon and in his, yeah, prison, cell prison, and and his prison cell and stuff like Which, tormenting him to i guess surrender to him yeah or to fully. kill himself yeah it's kind it of is.
1: like what we learn like the the whole point is close
2: the loop so that the demon can never be blamed i don't know why a demon cares they're not gonna yeah. try and yeah. to and i'm not gonna court. test in one of these
0: books from john New- from father Kastner, yeah mm-hmm. it says what it's a series of three yeah uh a murder followed by a suicide it has to be three times. It's like, like oh, the yeah. lover, the a, a man of God,
2: and something else. A fighter. I don't know. Oof.
1: Is it not stick in our brains? No. A child. a child. A child. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why the, the little kid was the first like yeah. victim or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we find out that like later, I guess, yeah. So there, uh, basically, this is all being conducted by some witch who is like, planting uh totems at yeah, they, various. I houses forgot and stuff. why she does it though. Is it like a bigger review? John Noble explains that there is no reason. There's okay. no it's just it's chaos.
0: Because he accidentally introduced his daughter, yeah which is the witch. Uh huh. Or the Satanist. Um to the occult through his studies. Oh, oh, exactly. And that was enough Mm -hmm. for her to go on this murderous cursing spree. Yeah. So in the process, cursing spree. spree.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But I imagine like walking around be like, damn you, (laughs) fuck you, shit ass. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And she does it by, yeah, by, by surreptitiously hiding these like totems in various places, which, which allows uh, her to, to conjure up the demons to possess people essentially. Yeah. The conjuring. Yeah. Um, From her
0: Basement altar, yeah, beneath her father. Yeah, there's like a tunnel yeah, system. Yeah, that part I did fucking know. Yeah, yeah. he
1: yeah, has a door. Th- yeah, time, that goes like, into like the tunnel system underneath Brooks, Brookfield, I guess or whatever.
2: Yeah. Um, so it like all comes to a head because they start closing in on their suspect, and mm-hmm. then Arnie might just finally give up to the demon. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. he's being like thrown around a jail cell or something mm-hmm. uh yeah. the they, ward like, of the prison yeah the ward of the prison and it's starting to get real spooky uh lorraine busts into the the underground basement where mm-hmm. this witch is like casting spells and they like not quite witch off she just kind of like
1: yeah I don't, I don't know how to explain yeah. it yeah they they have a they have a tussle and like it's a whole thing and then like Patrick Wilson like shows up too and he's like wielding a hammer like Thor and he goes around busting like things up in the the underground tunnels yeah, and he stuff. Starts breaking stuff. Yeah. But then he gets pocket well, sanded and kill. people gets like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pocket Pocket Sand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he gets pocket like, sanded. We
0: didn't mention that he is the third victim.
1: Yeah. So he, he's the man of he, God. He gets cursed. Yeah. As
0: well. He's the man of God. Uh, yeah. And
1: then So he's trying to kill And man.
0: that's
2: where his heart condition
1: came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he ultimately goes, it's, and they it's all grounded. Yeah, yeah. They they break the the altar, and then the witch you know crumbles and gets cursed and stuff. And Arnie's uh, saved. And Arnie is saved, except in court. Yeah, but I, I guess he gets released like five years later, so I everything mean, works out well. Yeah, and, just a, just a manslaughter yeah, charge. Just manslaughter. Yeah, willy-nilly manslaughter. Um, yeah, like the uh, so the the part of this movie that I think is like really fun though in the middle that like they they do the um the 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 side investigation the where they have quest. to go figure yeah they have to go figure mm-hmm. out how like the murder uh or the disappearance of these two girls um
2: which was like super contrived but yeah. also my favorite part. like that could have been the movie like those 30 minutes it was an entire i would watch that
1: yeah it was an entire like different plot in, in itself yeah. it,
2: so in order to get evidence from this police department um that they want the police are like we don't trust a psychic i good for them um they decide to like help them solve another case and yeah. lorraine does her like psychic thing so she they take her out to the forest where they found the one of the bodies and she you know, her vision goes into psychic land she goes and she to starts the upside down. Yeah, she goes yeah. to like the the, the upside wand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
1: can't just force that into every. <laughs> sorry, James Wan, please this don't kill also, me. That was wow. like the uh, one of the campiest like parts of the movie too. When her like, I yeah. don't know, I was just, I was watching this and like, like burst out laughing whenever she started just like running through the forest. Yeah, just, like, she like, starts like, chasing crying. the
2: spirit of the dead girl to mm-hmm. figure out who killed her. And mm-hmm. does not pay attention to her surroundings. Meanwhile, the men folk are like, "Wait, what?" and start running <laughs> after is her. it's uh, on a cane,
0: so that guy's screwed. Man who <laughs> recently had a massive.
1: A heart, attack heart attack is like
0: sprinting He's after. Sprinting after. And the cop is just like bumbling along behind.
1: Yeah. The line. yeah. <laughs> but they end up, yeah, they end up solving that murder disappearance. Yeah. By... Lorraine
2: tells them to, to check the, the lake right next to the forest for more bodies. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's where all these people went missing.
1: Mm-hmm. surprise. And they drag surprise. it again. They find the dead body of the, uh, the The other girl who was possessed and murdered her best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's when we. That's right. when yeah. we get friendship bracelets. Whenever, like in the yeah. flashback scene, where she's like channeling, like her vision of the of the murder as it's happening. I think
0: it was a bit more than friendship. Yeah, it it seems you like see it. what I'm saying? Yeah, because if uh, what's the kid's name again? Ben? David? David. If David's the child,
1: they were the lovers. They're the lovers. That's uh-huh. the man of God. Uh, but that's they
0: right. they don't. They just you know you lesbians so they just briefly like make it look like they're kind you think of that was in, an element of it you kind think of
1: like into each other you know yeah similar to Well, because the...
0: you have christian superheroes you yeah, can't, i was gonna say you can't have two chicks making out
1: on the screen yeah yeah i, I mean, love you... that
2: this argument is invaded like it is definitely <laughs> a stealth christian movie it yeah. is
1: no yeah for sure uh yeah, so they had that, uh, they, they solved that murder. And, like, I think the 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 part, I don't know, the scene that I love the most was whenever they go to um, the coroner's office, whenever, so they, they drag the body, the oh, yeah, and they find that yeah. dead body. Um, that sets up the one of the coolest scenes where, like, they, they do a little light breaking and entering and get into this coroner's office and go she to, communes
0: like... Communes with the spirit of the dead. Yeah.
1: Cause much. whenever she like Lorraine's powers in this movie are also like not explained. Well, they're they're there's so much more. I think they
2: are in the first movie or yeah. the first two movies. Oh, okay. She has <laughs> so visions
1: that's... in the first two movies and stuff. But like in mm-hmm. this one, she's straight up just like a, a you know, a telepath or she can, like she can see yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah.
0: Things happen for her exactly when they need they, to happen. The plot
1: hinges like a, on her. They're kind, kind of
2: like a dramatic to... device to do cool mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Like, do we yeah. want to have this like fun sequence? Like, Lorraine has powers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's what made it, like, I don't know, that's one of the things that, like, detracted from it so much for me was, too, was the idea that, like, yeah, it is, like, the entire, like, movement of the story forward depends on her ability to, like, you know, m- her medium powers to connect with, like, spirits and everything. Um, so much so, yeah, in that corner scene where she goes in and she has to touch the dead body to be able to like basically make a connection and and uh voyeur on the uh, the the witch and like that's how they find out that it's it's a witch who's been conjuring these like demons and stuff mm-hmm. um but that is a scene where the uh, the witch fights back by Send like possessing another dead body in, in the coroner's office and we get that giant it mass. Like, it's bloated, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's like, like one of the boldest, lake bodies or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's
2: like bloated with lake water and yeah. gross.
1: That part was great. I love the like the camera work when that like the, the sound of that giant thing like yeah. stomping around and mm-hmm. it makes the like the camera shake and everything. Yeah. Um, and the
0: conveniently timed like timer light switch turning off mm-hmm.
2: okay wait this is this is a i'm gonna put this in tyler's court now so a body that had been like decomposed underwater for what weeks months
1: yeah how long are they months? Look yeah. Months. but yeah, like it, would it degrade the muscle those...
2: tissue enough that you couldn't like uh, even if it was possessed it couldn't stand up like ah. you couldn't it couldn't stand up on its own legs
0: i am i know you deal with the living <laughs> to believe that like she like grabs that hand right. right. And the hand looks very bloated and it looks gross. Yeah, I'm resistant to believe that tissue is like even there still.
2: If right, we're yeah. saying it's months later. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: things get liquidy very fast, especially mm-hmm. in the water. Right. Yeah. yeah. Someone probably swam in that lake too. Oh yeah. In people juice. Yeah. In people. The reservoir. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, that's the basic zombie argument, though, right? Is like how. Like, the, the logic, biologically, yeah, the logic point, of zombies yeah, breaks yeah, break down very quickly.
0: Yeah, the that is providing oxygen yeah. to the muscle. Yeah. Where is the... Yeah, where's the
2: movement where's coming
1: the from? Where's the energy coming from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, but I, that, that zombie you just
2: was just
0: have like, to suspend that belief, you know, yeah. for a little bit. I know, yeah. but
2: I I just want to. Le- I feel like I want to know more about like the actual how medicinally those would be this would work. Completely fucked at this point. No, right. Yeah. That, yeah. that that and would I, be the point too. Is you can't get any like crime evidence off of something like that. No, not really. It's useless to the police.
0: May be, maybe, maybe pull um, teeth, bones. Yeah. Like, uh, traumatic. Yeah. Injuries to bones. Yeah, yeah you could you can show, see like, like, like blunt, blunt force trauma. Yeah, exactly. yeah, if you were broken bones. But, I mean, I think they pretty much knew she just yeah. fell off the side of that cliff. So it's not really. She too jumped much. off. Yeah.
1: She ran and jumped off. Yeah, that uh, the the bloated zombie body like shows up again later too. Whenever the witch does this thing where she's like hypnotizing Ed like constantly, um, into believing that like there's a demon and stuff, and he has to like fight it, and it's actually yeah, he he's having a vision. He starts running
2: around and like screaming at things. Yeah.
1: Um. I also do you know so whenever uh there she's having her like her medium thing and she or Lorraine is and she sees like the other uh you know she she sees the witch and she's like Mm -hmm. trying to get her to like stop conjuring her you know casting her spell on Arnie or whatever she says like the blood by like by the blood of Calvary I like command you to I don't know she she uses some she uses some white magic yeah kind of I don't know I didn't know is that a biblical is that yeah what is the blood of Calvary Calvary I don't know know. (laughs) you seem to know more about the the church stuff than uh, I mean I I
2: do but I don't I'm Presbyterian man that's not in my purview (laughs) that stuff does not fit in my world but uh it does there is some stuff that i like 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 you mentioned her like psychic powers Mm -hmm. i feel like there's a little that's the thing that bugs me about this too is like it is very christian like it's very stealth christian but they just kind of play fast and loose with like like if you could see the dead you know, wouldn't that affect? There's so many things. I'm like, if, if Lorraine really had these powers, would she really be a Christian? So like one, yeah, the ram. It's like one of two of <laughs> things can't be true, but not both.
1: I think she's a she's like a white witch. She's like a white magician. Right, like she does like right hand does... path magic stuff essentially, yeah. where she's like, you know, like casting good spells or something. But that's the thing is,
2: if there's a witch casting, I don't know. There's so many yeah. things. I'm like, if there's a witch casting spell, you know, that doesn't imply that Satan did it. I, they just like they yeah. they kind of eschew the. The like more occult parts of um I don't know paganism that's yeah. like part of being a witch and just focus on like
1: Satanism which has kind of been the premise and that's why I say like this movie it has very like satanic, it does it's very satan- it's like 1980s so, like they yeah. it, they have to be Satanist anything that's pagan or like yeah, yeah something like that it's, yeah. it's just vaguely which that is
0: the the timeline right yeah that, it is or, yeah, it's, yeah, it's we're 70s like 70s ish early 80s, right 80s, I yeah think, right is... in the
1: middle of it which which makes sense because you're like I guess that's why like yeah this, this guy arguing that he was he he's not guilty because he was possessed by a demon. So he, he didn't, you know, yeah. of so his own. It it's like, it fits in the timeline.
2: It sounds like something that would happen in like rural East Texas or something. Yeah. Like this would have happened in like Shreveport or
1: outside of Shreveport. Yeah, it's rural mm-hmm. Connecticut. I mean, yeah, essentially they also, yeah. So going back, like the, it, it takes place. Like they, they work at a dog kennel, I guess. Yeah. Did you forget about it? Yeah, the, yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or they turn their home into a He lives at kennel? the dog kennel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, but so generally, like I don't know, the things that like that the that movie lacks for me is is I, I think if it were set in a haunted house, like if it had the haunted house element to it and were more of like a ghost haunting thing, that they it even would, like, do
2: some haunted house yeah. bits, like a little the, bit. like the waterbed and stuff. Yeah, like, the waterbed. That's scene. a house oh, yeah. haunting bit. Yeah. yeah, it's just not a house haunted a haunted house movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, the the, the waterbed scene was in the trailer too, I think, and it yeah. was like one of those things where I was like, man, this is gonna be a really cool, like I don't know, like haunting scene. Um that was one of the better, like, I feel, like, jump scares, too, whenever yeah. it was the little kid. That was in a flashback, I guess. They were, they were cutting back to uh, David, the little kid, and showing how he got possessed, I guess. Yeah, um, because when
0: they're trying to figure out how this demon has jumped to Arnie but is not always – because he reads from the Bible after he's possessed, right? How could that happen to him? He shouldn't be able to. They're trying to, like – backtrack the curse yeah they say we have to go back to the beginning so then they we gotta go all back all the way back to when david gets possessed mm-hmm. um, which i mean i kind of like that because it at the beginning of the film you just come in super hot no explanation yeah you're smack dab in the yeah. middle of an, or- an, exorcism. an exorcism
2: Orxicism. an exorcism. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the the system scenes like yeah, like I said were the best parts. Uh, the end scene too whenever uh so like the final scene whenever the witch like like dies the you know Patrick Wilson says you know you promised the the devil a soul and so and you have to, to give it. One. it. Yeah, yeah, and she like crumples like a piece of paper. Uh-huh. Like I don't know. Yeah, that was I don't know if it was contortional work or like Great visual effects and stuff. Work. Yeah. That was crazy. Um yeah, generally like I just I don't know. Like my takeaway from this movie and like I'm wondering where they're going with this franchise is like do we keep you know, rehashing the Ed and Lorraine Warren being like Christian superhero things? Or like, can we take it back to like, you know, at like the whole haunted house where we have, I guess there's only so many stories they have to draw from. They, they already uh, used their, um, The Conjuring 1 is based on the Perrone family, which is another true story. Yeah. Um, where it was a family that was like haunted by a, uh, a witch who cursed the land that their house was built on. Um, the second one, they already did the Enfield polter- Poltergeist and uh, I think after this They're doing The Nun 2 Which is coming out soon Okay um, Which is gonna be I guess a sequel to Like yeah that first one Where it's like a Like a monastery With a uh, Like a demonic Like sister Who I don't know Is is, is cursing Has the land infiltrated Over there The church Yeah um, But yeah the The reviews for this movie, though, are amazing. Uh, I wanted to pull up a couple of these uh, letterbox reviews because um, I, I think, yeah, it's this is best content. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do now, yeah, is just go through letterbox and like read uh, some of these highlights here. The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Knock Over the Fruity Loops. Um, one of the best scenes in this movie where there's like a rat like in the house that they're in. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's just like a random like box of cereal moving. Um, the, the review that I love the most was a negative review of this says, why why was there so much romantic backstory? Who cares about the romance in The Conjuring? And the answer is me. I care. Frankly, the only reason I watch these movies is to dream about the potential future in which I have a husband who wants to go demon hunting with me and preferably looks like Patrick Wilson, which I feel like sums <laughs> up like the, the whole premise. Of this. Because this movie, like, at the end of the day, is about their relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first like,
2: two, I read the article you sent and the first mm-hmm. two. They're right. Like The first movie is about uh patrick wilson's like questions and faith and the second Mm -hmm. one's about like their marriage so the the original two were grounded in like their the characters they have like a flaw Mm -hmm. that they're dealing with and then they also deal with a possession or something Mm -hmm. so this third one didn't really have something per se they like concocted a heart condition which is very different than
1: like i have questions about my faith yeah and it becomes about like their relationship conquering the evil that yeah. they're, that they're facing. Like that is the ultimate, like that's the final resolution of the story. It sounds like an anime um, ending. It, it, like, it, friendship. It really, it's, that literally is what it is though. Yeah. It's like, he's at the very end of the movie. He's being hypnotized by the witch uh, into thinking he's like seeing a demon. And so he goes on this, like, you know, oh, yeah. murderous... he kind of goes shining on it. Exactly. Yeah. He has this whole Jack like Torrance goes moment on a vision quest mm-hmm. <laughs> and then snaps out of
0: the curse because love.
1: Yeah. Because of the power of love, which um, nobody else could do. Yeah.
0: I, you know, David didn't love his family yeah arnie didn't love his family none of the lovers didn't love each other
2: yeah
1: just their love just their love can conquer everything
0: christian love will prevail
2: yeah well to be (laughs) fair to the other people they were also very christian so they kind of negated that argument just by having it so yeah whatever that guy does maybe you have to have that very specific heart condition and be in love Mm -hmm. you You have given also think about the symbolism of a heart condition
1: Part oh, of yourself, yeah. When you have, a I'm third. trying to give
2: everyone involved in this movie like as much credit <laughs> as possible. I'm not like I don't want I I personally do not like like take tearing movies down. I only like yeah. kind of like saying what I liked,
1: didn't, or like
2: mm-hmm. you know just some things we all agree didn't feel proper to us.
1: I, I at the end of the day, I don't think this is a bad movie. I don't think it's like right. A, it's a, yeah, I it's don't not. think it's a it's a, a terrible movie. It's I just, walked
2: away feeling very like mid tier. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it's very like, I, but I think that's the thing is like. This uh, this seems this latest installment, in this franchise seems like they are they're just going wider and wider audience, and I think that's kind of the purpose of having the main conflict be about like their relationship so much so that like you know we're cutting we're constantly cutting back to throughout this movie like flashbacks of them as like young children under a gazebo or young, yeah yeah young, oh yeah or, yeah in the full C D A tone talk about like their marriage and stuff yeah, or like it, how they got married think. yeah which it, and I think that's the, that's those are the points of the movie that dragged for me where I'm like I get it like I said you know this we, like we're talking about like it's the logical progression of like how these plots go from, you know, sequel to sequel where it's like, it, it's, it's centered around them, around these two people. But I think knowing the background about the Warrens too, and like, they're, they're trying to sell me on this idea of, like that the Warrens were good people and that like, mm-hmm. they deserve to be like, you know, yeah like, I think
0: that's what soured that whole plot mm-hmm. line for me is having read about the Warrens previously. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd, I'd prefer for them to not be portrayed like that because yeah. they're, Arguably not yeah. that. Yeah, also, they're not.
2: So. It's probably fair to, like, I don't know, not equate, like, whatever the actual Arnie went through, whatever that experience was, whether it was mental illness or just something else entirely, with, like, an external devilish force that, like, completely negates <laughs> yeah. the entire industry and, like, well-paid well-studied professionals it's also not yeah like, not a good
1: message for anybody suffering. probably have yeah. a solution <laughs> for like, this yeah. you're like oh
2: i won't murder again the devil's not going to possess me and you're mm-hmm. like well that doesn't really solve the root problem yeah here.
1: so much so that i remember uh that specifically occurred to me whenever they were like so arnie's girlfriend debbie comes to visit him while he's in prison and i guess brings the little kid along too like her little brother david who was possessed and i was like it's kind of weird that they let him in there yeah um mm-hmm. but the uh david is describing like this the the feelings back to arnie of like what it feels like to be possessed he's oh, like you yeah. know you're always cold and you're never alone yeah. and i was like david is describing intrusive thoughts like he's describing like you yeah. know some of these like issues that are very real problems yeah. and yeah the maybe that is what sours it yeah the or idea of just glossing over these and turning them they into, like sweep it up it, they, yeah. there's a metaphor there it's and it's they just completely
2: miss it yeah yeah
1: is there a way to do but that? Is this
0: schizophrenia?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, or is he? Or, yeah, bipolar, or, we to or go
0: like go for the religious explanation
2: first. Yeah. Well, it, and it it w- So here's the pitch, right? Is it would have been even more interesting is like exploring like how his religious background plays into his like self perception. It's mm-hmm. like there's no way growing up like a, a hale and sturdy young man in uh in Connecticut, you know, he would expect that there is no such thing as mental illness. So if he did have a mental break, it would have to be like the devil. Like that's. You know, and he was raised in a church or something. You know, Mm -hmm. you just want to, like, that background makes him a real character and way more interesting.
1: Yeah, which is a very real thing, too. It's like that's that seems like uh, the, uh, yeah, like, especially during this era, like, the rise of uh, exorcism is like an actual thing. Like, after the movie The Exorcist came out, um, where it's people basically attributing, you know, yeah, issues with their personality or intrusive thoughts to having like yeah to demons and stuff. Well, so which that's is...
2: okay. So this is like my bigger argument about possession too. Carl Sagan wrote a great book, um, which I I've, I've since forgotten what it's called. He's written this several, but he kind of de- debunks air quotes like possessions um, because he talks about how like you know people's uh so, like their self perception they either have like a full mental break. Um, or like, um, what is it we call it when they like uh, disassociate mm-hmm. kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And so they're not used to the experience of dissociating, and they've grown up in a religious context, so their natural inclination is to believe that like
1: the devil did it. Yeah, you're, yeah. or your body's being taken over by yeah. something. Right. Like, when you and have the reality kind of... is like you're
2: under yeah. such deep yeah. stress that you just your mm-hmm. your your brain is like, no, dude, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah. e- eject. You're like, tearing the eject. mental from the physical at that point. Exactly, yeah. and so it's kind of like a possession. The concept it has persisted because it represents like a total breakdown in our self-control mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like in a way that we've never fully understood until we have the like the, the modern advances in medicine so like yeah, yeah there's stories of possessions from way back when thousands of years yeah but Carl Sagan's point is like it's really yeah. more about it's like cuz didn't have an explanation yeah and they just thought like anything that could break someone apart which you know during the 80s too um like the satanic panic is fueled by a whole cultural revolt mm-hmm. and so if like if there's you know the teens are doing. Okay, this is hilarious, but it's true. The teens are doing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, they must be <laughs> Satanists yeah. because I never did Dungeons and Dragons. I went to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. all these different like clashes and forces at work here make it so more, so much more believable.
1: And it's also like the the uh, even even going into like the like the crime world, the idea of like so f- like thinking about like a different topic like forced confessions, right? Yeah. The idea of like you can make memories for people like you we forget like you begin to understand Hmm. like how like fragile and malleable like the human mind is for yourself exactly yeah you you just as a trauma response yeah if you're if you're told something enough or if you you know you can make yourself believe you know believe these things and i wonder so that that makes me wonder then is like so uh, this starts out as a horror movie, right? Like, so someone's like, all right, we're going to make a horror movie and this is going to be the premise, like the story is. And I wonder, is there a way to do a horror movie that, you know, addresses those issues and tries to treat it like a real thing? Or do you make it, is it not a horror movie anymore? Because you're like, all right, now it's just real life. Like, I
2: feel like there is, I feel like I've seen a movie before that does that.
1: Yeah. I mean, this I've is kind of like what Ari e. Aster the sort the back of, of my brain. does yeah, with his movies where it's like, you you have these movies that are addressing very like fun, like tough questions and problems yeah. and stuff about age or about you know guilt or trauma like hereditary kind of does this yeah. um, you know where it's you know these difficult questions that you don't want to sort of address or these difficult topics yeah um, and then yeah like Midsommar when he like you know like relationship issues like it's arguably just a very very intense relationship drama you know with yeah, like that's lots what he, of body he gore said
2: he he's like I described this movie as like a very violent breakup movie yeah <laughs> which is it, at its core it very much <laughs> yeah, is yeah
1: and I wonder is there a way to do this movie where it's like can you make a you know make a story about you know psychological trauma and dissociation and then still make it a horror movie i will say
2: this i don't know the answer but i think some of the people some of the directors most qualified to give that answer or to like to examine their body of work would be someone like mike flanagan Mm -hmm. because a lot of his work comes back to the human at play and not like the forces Mm -hmm. he's like always focused on um the the people part of it actually like the haunting of hill house talks about this a lot with um what's his face's addiction problems mm-hmm. uh which of course like a- adhering to the source material is fueled by his you know meeting up with all these ghosts as a child mm-hmm. he's he's been traumatized so thoroughly his response is like to develop addictive behavior yeah but they also that's the like climax of that show is yeah. he like overdoses and his whole family c- like comes together over their shared trauma to like save him yeah and they, because the house wants him but it convinces him to overdose if you haven't watched the haunting of hill house actually really great stuff i won't yeah. tell you how it ends but um really really good stuff and flanagan's like another person He's, who's like top of his game right now yeah
1: absolutely after the yeah bly banner uh dr sleep was really good and uh yeah Mid- uh midnight mass uh, yep. was the newest show yeah, i think big in tv you both watched i'm not sure i didn't, you watch it. Mass. You didn't watch midnight mass yet? you definitely gotta watch that. it's it's one of the more long-winded flanagan but uh, great projects. stuff on religion
2: yeah mm-hmm yeah
1: Um, it's a great not in a way that's annoying either um and now and now i'm wondering like with this movie particularly with conjuring three it's like so what these movies want to have and which is kind of like one of the classic tropes of horror is the idea of it basing based on a true story right yeah um and i think maybe that's at the end of the day like the the story element that like doesn't work for you the most or that i'm most tired of is this idea that like you're you're Basing the fear that's going to be in this horror movie on the fact that like, you know, you're placing it in the real world to make your audience believe like which worked, you know, for a while. I feel like throughout, you know, like the, you know, earlier decades of like horror and stuff whenever that was first introduced. But like it becomes worn out and tiresome for one thing. But then also it creates problems for your plot where you're like, well, the Warrens were real people and this isn't the people that they were. This is a real story that happened and you're presenting it in a way for the purpose of this story but it's not a good, like, yeah. what does that do to a the real world? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it, it's, like, related to the question about a lot of, uh, like, some people talk about, like, true crime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we spend so much time talking about, like, serial killers. Mm-hmm. And we're, like, we, we want to obsess
1: over serial killers. But, like... At what point are you glorifying? Yeah. Them, right.
2: Like, we're glorifying the warrants. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an opposite ways.
1: problem where it's, like, I think this happens, too, with... Uh, have you guys seen, uh, closing, like, The Fourth Kind? With, no uh, I haven't so it's a it's a really great alien movie uh that is set in, it's like a haunting alien movie right it's it's kind of yeah it's you know it's an abduction story basically um that is also you know it, it plays with this trope too based on a true story and it you know it, it nests these events in in real life and stuff and it did it, it it does surround real events that took place in Nome, Alaska, um, and one of the interesting consequences of that movie is that you know the people of this town now have been because of you know the fall at like the the reception of the movie and stuff. People want to go t- you know to this place and go see it, and it's it's become a problem for the town where it's like you have you know.
2: Was oh, it like the Breaking Bad Pizza House?
1: Yeah, you have you have the guy have who lives in crime the... tourists basically, yeah, like yeah, yeah, who, yeah. who come up and they're you know they're 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 causing issues for this town that doesn't want them to come there and you know have and be known for like you know abductions and stuff yeah. all yeah.
0: that comes to mind for me for all my emo fans out there is the american football um album cover house in Champaign, <laughs> illinois where it's just like different generations of college kids live there now and mm-hmm. like these you know 30 something year old men go and take pictures of their house at night yeah because it's from an album <laughs> <cover>. <laughs> and now they're just like university students that are like get off my fucking lawn
1: yeah (laughs) it is yeah i don't know is yeah maybe so i don't know like the do you solve that problem by do we do we just stop doing these kinds of stories where it's like you have to nest them in reality because it has like real life consequences um i don't know well just don't
0: give it a real location
1: people talk about that yeah definitely when it comes
2: to like portraying true crime stuff too I just think uh, people tend to negate or minimize the the like really like the consequences of the stuff mm-hmm. like especially like serial killers where they're like they focus on the killer not the killed mm-hmm. and I it's something I appreciate and we talk about this by this is a very long winded way of talking about it but like we uh, how we always describe like gunmen and not like the victims mm-hmm. and so it's like important to name all the people involved in these kinds of events mm-hmm. because it puts a human like a cost of humanity to this that like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are still going to choose to ignore, but you have to, like, present that. If you never present, like, the, the like, dark parts of it, then they're never going to get, you know, that experience, that choice of being like, well, this was also a terrible thing that happened. Yeah. But it's just yeah, something I've seen. You're just signal boosting. Right, you're boosting the, the wrong part, and not, and not the victim. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you,
0: we're dealing with this with the Buffalo shooting right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've actually like, listened to some I've only great heard coverage a that like a they, few of those names. They you know?
2: this podcast I listened to. They just they went at the very end. They just named everyone. And it was like more powerful than hearing the entire story mm-hmm. in a yeah. lot of ways.
0: Like I don't fucking care about that guy's name. Yeah, I don't care. I I hope I never hear it again.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, and true crime can be the same way. So mm-hmm. everybody knows Ted Bundy, but who know, who are his victims? Right. Yeah,
1: I can't name any. I yeah. can't name any. Yeah, and in this movie, it's Bruno. Yeah, and, and
2: obviously, they, I think Bruno's Bruno like a very mediocre character. Listen yeah. to Blondie, dude.
1: Yeah. yeah. He just wanted <laughs> to party. Blondie listen yeah. to yeah. Blondie. I wanted to bring that up so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Because he, that
0: was my favorite scene. All right, was. tell me more. We're tell me more. Fucking, okay, Yeah. So he dissociates, right? Arnie's getting possessed. Bruno effectively turns into a demon in his eyes. It's not really what's happening, but that's what he sees. Uh, Bruno has been partying all day. They fix the stereo. What's
2: he on? He's like drunk and high, right? Or probably. I don't, I don't know. Remember. He's crushing beers. The party, yeah. They
0: fix that stereo, and then he smashes a beer on top of it immediately, which made me really bad. <laughs> like I don't even put that was a, a nice beer. Nice stereo. I don't even put a beer on top of my amp. Um, <laughs> yeah. And as he dissociates, the Blondie track cuts into halftime.
1: It slows like it, down. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: like they switched it to 33. You yeah. know. Yeah. And that shit was so tight. And then later in the psych ward.
1: Or oh, yeah, in the,
2: the ward of the, the hospital when he's it. mopping, I
0: forgot about that That man sits up in bed and just starts reciting the chorus to the song. Yeah, I love that throwback.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Every Conjuring movie, much like the Fast and the Furious, has to have a theme, and it, they just they're going to incorporate and it into the actual Call plot. By Blondie. Yeah, <laughs> the Bruno, second one was Bruno Elvis. Says he saw them. The third one was Blondie. It's like each movie is like a different decade now. So yeah. then we're we'll get to like the the late eighties, uh-huh. and we'll have hair metal or something.
0: Yeah gonna be fucking white snake in the next (laughs) conjure Pour some sugar on me is playing yes Yes. that would be
1: oh man that would be a great horror movie song actually i could i could dig it yeah slow down a A chopped and screwed version of uh yeah that's I, i can
0: see it in the background of a kill scene yeah I like it there's, there's an idea there there's something there
1: one thing I can't uh, so I think we'll, we'll get to when we watch uh, The Exorcist 3 but this did have lots of like Exorcist 3 vibes for me I, can't, I don't know if you guys have seen that yet but only we will. Seen the first one. okay cool so that's uh, we're gonna get to that as like sort of the uh, the climax of this series on like demon and ghost movies um, because there are a lot of this movie actually does one thing that I do like about it that it does is um, reference a lot of things in that movie in, in The Exorcist um, 3 ha- which has a sort of a very similar kind of a arc to it where, um, you know, it's, it's somebody who's imprisoned and possessed by a demon, essentially. Um, but The Exorcist 3 just executes it in so much better of a way where I think you can have you know crime law thriller and a horror movie in the same movie and the exorcist 3 kind of does that um and this movie it's just not it the, the those two elements just never really co co are cohesive together um mm-hmm. in this yeah. movie it just it becomes I think they're
0: trying to share it with the relationship drama as yeah. well so you have like a third party in this plot you have the relationship drama you have the crime filler and it leaves not enough room for horror yeah i think
1: yeah there are horror, horror elements to it but yeah it, it ultimately doesn't feel like you know a horror movie throughout and like by the end of it by the end of yeah. it it's just an action movie yeah. um and then we kind much of, like malignant yeah yeah exactly
2: <laughs> don't spoil i actually haven't watched malignant yeah yet. yeah you weren't here for our malignant episode I, yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Listen, yeah. <laughs> I'll listen well i'll watch it and then i'll listen yeah
1: it's a malignant is amazing movie and that's the movie that james wan was making while this movie was being made yeah conjuring like three because this is this came out last year and it had to have been also you know. an hbo max drop mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. one of the first ones they dropped yeah in september um yeah, and it, you're like, oh yeah, he was he was using his time wisely and making a much more fun movie, and like you can tell, like the difference between that movie and this movie, just the 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 sheer audacity of *Malignant* compared to you know this, which is a very much by the numbers, like you know sort of four corners checking all the boxes kind of thing. Yeah, I think that that is kind of what I'm trying to highlight here in the like what happens to two properties that are sort of like initiated by James Wan and how they can be wildly different in their result. Um, like I said, this is not it's not a bad movie, but yeah, it's just not it's just not the horror movie that I wanted it to be uh, when I... I
2: I have like a very contentious relationship with Juan and that's mm-hmm. only because like I, I I I feel like I'm missing the boat here. I, I've seen before I saw the conjuring I saw uh Fast 7 and Aquaman. Like, I'd seen his, like, big... I, actually, I still haven't seen Saw. Yeah, we gotta go back and watch Saw. Uh, and so, like, I've seen these hyperkinetic, like, way overdone, big-budget mm-hmm. movies that kind of fell flat for me. Like, Patrick Wilson, also in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. But even, like, the Fast 7, I like, I was just very miffed. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. This is too much. Like, it, it's someone just throwing everything at the wall mm-hmm. because they can. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I, I feel like I missed the moment where it was fun to watch him. And now like we just expect things from him. Cause I don't know what to expect or what mm-hmm. to enjoy, like mm-hmm. what makes him him. And in a lot of ways I was like irked by those, those early attempts. So right. everyone talks about like James Wan and all this stuff. And I keep thinking like, oh, I don't know, man, man, I have nothing <laughs> against him. He seems like Michael just, Bay to me.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I get
2: that a lot. Like he's like a maximalist in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, and I'm like, is this guy making horror movies? Just, What's that is, like? Which
1: is funny because I feel like in that way he has a very similar career to Sam Raimi, right? Where yeah. it's like you, if you don't know who Sam Raimi is and like where his movies come from, yeah. his his stuff feels it's it's weird. It's especially like you know you have to have, and it is, it's not like his films aren't cinematically. Like they're not they're not the finest cinema like you know of all time, but like the things about them that make them unique and interesting, um, is I think what what the horror genre is very forgiving of, it, but also very like conducive towards, which is you can be campy and you can be weird and you can be you know sat you know you can satirize yeah you know, like these a little elements. more
2: uh, author's expression
1: right and I think like that gets lost in movies like The Conjuring Three like the the Devil Made Me Do It where it's like they're trying to make they're trying to make a drama. They're trying to make like yeah. a, a movie rather than lean into the elements of this genre that make it exciting for people. Um, and I think that's why this movie comes out feeling more, you know, like milk toast than the the other two movies, which have some more of those elements in them. And I think it's because James Wan was so, you know, was the,
2: the, the director. Yeah, that. Exactly.
1: I mean, I do, I want to give him all the credit mm-hmm. I can um, because he still did
2: these movies, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the Michael Bay argument. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, everything Michael Bay does is exploding. But like, could you do it? Yeah. And like the answer <laughs> is why, no. Then why aren't you Michael? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do something like that because mm-hmm. it takes the mind of a genius. Um. And from how I understand, I mean, saw really was a game changer yeah. when it came out. Oh, absolutely. And I guess either he or somebody else kind of like saw him as a franchise. He's like a King maker in a lot of ways.
1: It's mm-hmm. like making these franchises or getting them started off. He's made so much money for these studios now. Yeah. He is kind of like, I mean, if you yeah put together all of the, the you know, the gross, Uh, Jesus Revenue from all of his Yeah and the franchises He started I mean yeah The the man's made Billions of dollars For um, Yeah for these studios. Is he doing the second Aquaman? I actually yes, don't. he is. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He. Malignant is what he made in between one. the two Aquaman. Man,
2: when directors are like making big-budget movies, they're like, I'm going to make a movie while I'm exactly. making a movie. Yes. Steven Spielberg did that for The Post, that movie about uh, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks like breaking the Watergate scandal. and then. Oh, yeah. And then it was while he was in post-production on Ready Player One. He just shot all, shot and edited and released a whole movie, I think. That's absurd. While he was making another movie, which makes sense. There's tons of CGI. I don't even have time to watch half of these movies. I I'm know. <laughs> Every but time it, you're like,
0: well, you've seen that, right? I'm like, no, of course I fucking have. Yeah, it. like, who has
2: that much time on their hands? I wish, man. I am, I'm in a movie drought these days, but that's not my. my. That's not my, 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 Not really my fault. Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking we're of... are both planning weddings and shit. Yes. I you guys, yeah, planning your
1: respective weddings. I'm Dude, sorry I, about that. Last <laughs> night was maybe
2: the first night off I've had since Saturday, which... Wasn't I mean it was a night off because I had a lot of friends. I had friends over. Mm -hmm. Um, Travis was there, Tyler was not. He hates me, it's fine. Um, (laughs) he does it, it
0: it happens, okay?
2: Yeah, smoking some beats, but I but yeah, like last night was the first night I had off in a while, and I just like wanted to zone. I was just zone out and watch a movie or something. It was so nice.
1: Yeah, speaking of uh, what have you guys been watching lately? Oh, yeah, so conversation on the Conjuring 3 ultimately. Not a terrible movie, but it, it's a uh, the reason we point to but this one you, and why yeah. I wanted to include it I is have to show one final shout out. Yeah. Uh,
2: Damian Hilliard is his name. The child, the boy. Oh yeah, he's from Dallas. Really? Oh. His bio on INDB says he was born in, born in Dallas. I don't know if he was raised here here in Dallas or not, but for a kid who just like kicked his career off with like a bit role, he went, immediately went into something like The Haunting of Hill House. His performance was one of the highlights. A child, just like. Knocked he, it out of the park. He he's like the him. most precocious kid ever. <laughs> Color Out of Space, uh, this movie, and now he's like, he's hit it big because he was in WandaVision. And now he, so yeah. he's got his, oh, that's he's right. got a role in, oh my God. Um, you know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So there's room for this kid to be like, he's already in the MCU and he's mm-hmm. only made like six movies. I think he's like mm-hmm. 11 at most. Hell yeah. And he's like the cutest child ever. I'm excited ever. for him. Yeah. 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 Like, what goes. a great horror actor representing Dallas on
1: the big screen. Hell yeah. Wherever he goes. Fuck yeah. Um, speaking of, what else have you guys been watching lately? Any uh, recommendations for uh, new stuff? I have nothing yeah. for you. <laughs> you went just, I mean,
0: you saw me last night after work. It's <laughs> been wiped out. Uh, pretty brutal yeah, recently. It's understandable. Um, so, honestly, after work last night, I met up with you all at the bar, and then I went home, had a beer and some pizza, and we watched two episodes of New Girl, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, and it was great. But You're Girl. living your best life. But, yeah, yeah I... I've been watching just a lot of like brainless yeah shit or like
2: It's like the season four or you something.
0: Know, watching honestly a lot of Hassan Piker streaming. Oh yeah. Um just to kinda keep up where I can politically. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I'm a big fan of his, so I mean I tend to because I can, that I can just throw on. Yeah, yeah I can listen to ten minutes. Of mm-hmm. minute, I do that
2: yeah. with South Park. I mm-hmm. watch. I watch the new season of South Park <laughs> uh, while I cook. Yeah, and sometimes it's fun to also stay and King of the Hill. Like I King of the Hill just running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my like beer and chill TV shows. Yeah. and yeah. It, it always kind of k- A hits little decompression. Too. You know? Yeah, it, it's like one of the few shows I watch that I can just have around. My fiance doesn't have to like start from the beginning. She can just kind of like tune in and out, mm-hmm. and she'll still think it's like hilarious because we're both from like Dallas yeah, and Texas that, and we that, get, like these jokes hit harder That for show us always in a lot of ways. like
1: yeah cap, like perfectly encapsulated like suburban Texas I, like, it's like in a way it's, that was sometimes so uncanny it's yeah. I need to go
0: back now because I haven't watched King of the Hill since I moved here The yeah.
2: the it's like it's this great thing about like comedy especially like sitcoms the first season's almost too real mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a lot of shows the first season doesn't quite work cuz it's too serious it takes itself a little too seriously the longer it goes on the more fantastical it gets. Like I watched an episode where Bill Dotrieve like ghost rides a tank. Like, <laughs> yeah, hammered, I remember that episode. Hammered actually ghost rides a tank with all his buddies into an <laughs> artillery practice field and like almost gets obliterated. Which you're like that's not real at all. But the, the but first there is a season
0: place near here where you can do that. You can. You can drive a sherman tank
2: yeah there's a but there's an episode of the first season where peggy hill has to teach sex ed and uh she one she can't say the words penis or vagina so she (laughs) has to get over that and two she keeps getting death calls from her from their neighbor dale who is very Mm -hmm. obviously it's like a joke but it's like he's like i will kill you if you show up (laughs) and teach those children that vile filth Uh it's like none of the men can even like contemplate the idea of talking about sex and they just like want to shut Peggy down. So it's like the school versus Peggy who's like now she's doing it because everyone's telling her not to. was like eerily prescient. Yeah. Which was like like <laughs> an episode I I didn't laugh. I like put it down and I was like, like oh like, no. Oh my
1: no. God. no I'm sad.
2: That was real. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I just powered through like uh I started I watched one episode of Barry. I've seen the pilot. Dude, I
1: forget that you haven't seen Barry.
2: I know. I'm a oh huge God. fan of Hiro Hiro Murai and uh-huh. someone who watches Atlanta was like you should watch Barry cuz you'd love that it
1: um, so I've been watching You're Atlanta. Who that. would have thought that Bill Hader would become one of the best dramatic actors of all time? Like his his performance of that movie and that show I is I have yet to
2: I'm I know where it's going I feel like I'm gonna get all the goodness, but mm-hmm. I'm I've
1: just started on episode yeah. one. They like told us all the details. Yeah, the new <laughs> season is out. The I guess the fourth episode comes out uh yeah, or just yeah. came out this weekend or whatever. That yeah, one
0: that's one I'm just gonna wait until the whole season's out. So it's done. I
1: couldn't hold myself. I'm doing that with
0: Better Call
2: Saul I'll just nice. purge it in like a week. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. does that to me about Better Call Saul. They're like, Why aren't you watching this? It's better mm-hmm. than breaking. Bad. I'm like dude I don't have time I, I like yeah. watching movies
0: I've, another thing I haven't watched
2: well and my ratio is like hilarious because I watch and, and compared to people I watch way more movies than TV shows total mm-hmm. so it's like funny because I'm like yeah but I watch like at least 7 or 8 movies a month give or take yeah. like on a good month I'll
1: watch like 15 or 20 but
2: I'm working a lot these days so
1: yeah. um, one, de- one that I did see recently like, or there's a couple that I've been seeing recently that are really awesome uh, the uh Everything, everywhere, all at yes, once. Yes, I was waiting for you to mention that. movie. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> the goat. Go watch it. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Michelle I Yao Still is, haven't seen it. Yeah, it's the newest Daniels movie uh, that yeah. Michelle Yao was in. It's it's basically the. I think I told you about this. The the making of that movie. The you know the Daniels and the filmmakers that were behind it essentially created the script as like a love letter to Michelle Yao's career, um, and then offered it up to her and asked her, you know, will you be in this movie? And she's of course like, well, this is it's amazing. And when you watch it, you can definitely tell they they include through the device of like the multiple universes and stuff they they reference many of her other roles and then allow her to be the action hero that she it's is like the and... better multiverse mm-hmm. movie to
2: release just a handful of weeks before the
1: other multiverse yeah. movie <laughs> which was which was a movie we're gonna uh, we're devote... going full
2: circle here sam Raimi yep. also
1: directed that movie yep doctor strange and the multiverse of madness we're gonna have an entirely which separate conversation about it. julian hilliard
2: from the uh
1: conjuring three the devil
2: <laughs> told me to do it exactly. or whatever <laughs>
1: um yeah the we'll, we'll have a whole uh separate side conversation about that movie on on a different uh, i feel like we'd be here. great at like bar trivia Do
2: you guys ever think about that we should go to vector yeah, and go yeah. do some
1: bar trivia we could yeah yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. off on tv yeah like
0: george this is a sponsored ad yeah <laughs> vector, <please> <laughs> <send> <laughs> us trivia with your
2: host Georgey. Georgey. vector please send us pizza yeah or beer or and
1: or beer yeah um everything everywhere all at once was amazing. Doctor Strange was a movie. Uh another movie that I saw that I think people should definitely see is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Passion, which yeah. was a fantastic vehicle for Nicolas Cage to be as Nicolas Cage as he could possibly be. Um and that movie's awesome. His his uh, the the buddy comedy romance stuff between him and Pedro Pascal <laughs> in that movie is just it's Chef's kiss, like amazing. I I can't can't emphasize enough. Um but yeah. Uh so yeah. I usually,
2: like, I get kind of excited for the summer movie season. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a I'm, I'm a very, like, guilty pleasure blockbuster fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but this summer, I have, I've like, only, a, like, less than three or four that I'm, like, interested in. But we'll see, like, we'll see Thor Love and Thunder mm-hmm. come our way in July, I think, um, which I'm way, sure will be a huge hit for everyone. We're all waiting for Did you see the trailer
1: for, for She-Hulk? That's yeah. A, <laughs> a well, attorney I d- at law. <laughs> I, I
2: did. And I'm like, my my whole principle on Marvel shows is like, I'm I'm not going to watch it unless one, I already like care about this character, yeah. which there's mm-hmm. so few because there's so many. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, like if the critics are like, this is amazing. Everyone should watch this. So like WandaVision, I'm sure like everyone's heard of it and should watch it. But I can't, I don't, I mean, so like She-Hulk, eh, I do. I watched Moon Knight because I wanted to. I knew the yeah. character, but that was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch dead. Oscar
1: Isaac. And yeah, it was, yeah, that, it was fine. That is the, re- i haven't watched it yet
2: it gets, but that's the reason i'll watch it it does the disney thing it does the marvel thing at the end where it's all just like punchy punch and yeah, you're like yeah. okay well it was cool until mm-hmm. you made it this sorry yeah. to di- sorry to disillusion you about that show yeah no, it's fine.
0: Um, i'm still gonna watch it because so, i just look at oscar the whole mm-hmm. time. yeah <laughs> and he, and <laughs> yeah yeah
1: I, anytime an actor is presented with the opportunity to play multiple roles roles in a movie you know they're immediately like or a show and stuff yeah. like and that one lets him be yeah like he he knocks it out of the park with that that gimmick, that device yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's very, very well executed. Uh, it's just, yeah, the story... It it falls apart. I, it's
2: just so... The second to last episode works, but it, the, end, the end episode is like, yeah, now we punch things because that's yeah. how it has to happen.
1: I made the mistake of like going through uh i have like the marvel subscription where i can read all the comics and stuff oh, so i read like give the, me your login Kate. yeah I, I i read the entire like 80s run and like the there's 2004 good stuff run. There. that yeah because that character is fascinating and yeah. there's it's all, also one of the most like disturbing like bloody comics that i've read there's some really yeah, yeah. he's kind of like
2: there. marvel's answer to batman but they yeah. gave him more like lore yeah he's not just mm-hmm. a rich guy he, has, he also has things like a weird egyptian deity in his head yeah and like the kind of deity. like we were talking
1: about like the idea of like his like multiple personality disorder sort of thing and yeah. like it's the way that they treat it in the in the comics is, is amazing um but before this becomes a marvel podcast um uh, Just let you guys know, uh, if you want to go, we have a Patreon that is active, I promise. It's got episodes on there, it's got artwork, it's got stuff. Um, If you subscribe at the highest level, you can request a topic for a podcast and we'll record it. Uh, I'll watch it. uh, If you
2: put, you request a weird ass
1: movie, I'll watch it and talk about it. it. Yeah, it's Patreon.com. I'll do, (laughs) I'll watch anything. Patreon.com slash Scary Sunday Scaries. Instagram at Scary Sunday Scaries. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I and mean, that's a, a generic plug, but it's true. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We swear. We swear. This is where <laughs> we like yeah. harmonize ourselves out of the podcast. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> that was
1: um, awful. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, I'm at TravTheGuy. Uh, Instagram for me is at
0: Ty Mance.
1: Yeah. I'll just DG underscore. Pappas. PAPPAS Uh this is scary sunday scaries next week uh we are watching the 1963 the haunting uh which is an amazing classic to go back to for uh, for ghost movies. Finally, uh-huh. something
2: before like 1980.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're kind of going to be going back in time for the next several episodes. We're overdue so, for yeah. a few classics. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it'll we're, we're expanding our repertoire and uh, trying to create a nice, well-rounded watch list for you. So yeah, I think at this uh, point
0: it'll be good to harken back a little bit and see yeah. more see more origin yeah. to what we're, we have
1: watched. Yeah, these episodes are kind of like where is horror right now? And now we're going to go back and be like, where did it come from? Where did it go? Our brains. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, keep listening. Hang out with us again. Uh, we'll be back soon. All right. All right. Later, haters. Bye. Sunday scaries.
2: Can't spell marijuana without James Wan. Am I right? <laughs> uh,
1: That's my shitty letterbox review. <laughs>